I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, and today is, as it always is, a terrific, fantastic, awesome day. Especially my show. My show is going to be a terrific, fantastic, awesome show. Before I get into telling you all about it, I want to remind you to stay to the very end of the show where we will have stories from the road. Where I will tie it all together and make it make sense. I promise, I promise, I promise. The question of the day is about to come, but I have one more reminder for you. Just before stories we have, okay, 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 the great guest giveaway. Both of those things will be happening today. Today's theme, today's question is cameras. Are they good for you? It's actually a really valid question. I'm going to tell you why. I actually want to uh, give you a, sort of a subtext. It's called Living Out Loud. I haven't decided whether I'm going to call the show Cameras, Are They Good For You? or Living Out Loud, but both of these themes are going to keep running throughout the, throughout the show today. I'm going to start with a quote from Bob Proctor, and if any of you have seen this uh, little docu-movie called The Secret, Bob Proctor's in it, and he says something that has always kind of resonated with me. He's talking about electricity and how, you know, we don't really, most of us understand electricity, but it doesn't stop us from using it. It's a powerful force. We light our homes with it. We use it to heat things. I mean, electricity is something we've accepted, and even though it's kind of magical. And uh, he says, I tell you what I do know about electricity is you can cook your dinner. Oh, no, how does he say? A man can cook his dinner, but you can also cook the man, something like that. Now, I've quoted him, and I've done it badly. But the point is that it isn't electricity that's good or bad. It isn't the force or the magic or the energy that's good or bad. It isn't the autism even, oh, look how I work that in, that's good or bad. So much as it's something that you deal with and how you deal with it and what you do with it is what makes it good or bad, usable or not usable, uh, helpful or not helpful. So... With that in mind, the question of the day is, cameras, are they good for you? And we're going to start with a very quick story before I get to my very patient guest who's very quietly waiting. Um, and we're going to start with a story about moi. I like to talk about myself and my family because then I don't need to get any releases signed. So my son, Dar, who I've talked about many times, at this point was 23 years old, and I had decided I was really going to focus on trying to help him. He still couldn't talk. I still hadn't found my favorite therapy, which is neurofeedback. I was about to. It was around the corner, but I hadn't yet. So I did notice a pattern of my own behavior that I had to get over if I was going to really focus on my son, and that was that I would always lose my energy. My son's stems were very boring to me. He would sit and flicker his finger in front of his eyes, and if I tried to play his games, I always went to sleep. It's like I was hypnotizing myself. 
So every time I would try to work with him and focus on him and give him all this joy and love and acceptance, I'd end up asleep. (laughs) It wasn't a very functional situation, and I wasn't helping him a whole lot. And then I heard somebody say, gosh, this world we're living in, it's scary. Every time you make a mistake, it can end up on YouTube. Now, YouTube was kind of a beginning force in the world, very beginning. And I'm like, what's YouTube? So I check it out, and I'm this is fantastic. I have to behave so well out in the world now that I have to consider myself possibly seen on YouTube. I have to live out loud every single moment. I like this idea. Many people see that as a burden. I saw that as awesome. What if the entire world did that, and everywhere we went, we knew we might be caught on camera? Others might see our behavior. We better behave well. And I got this brilliant idea. I filled my son's room with cameras. I set up a a surveillance system to police myself. I was the only one who was going to look at it. But there was something about being on camera and knowing that somebody at some point could come across it that kept me focused, kept me energized, and kept me doing good work for my son. So in that part of our show today, in that part of my story, cameras, are they good for you? They sure good for us. Okay, moving along, I decide, you know, I, I find neurofeedback, I'm working, I'm, I'm making a big difference in the world, I'm, and I decide to take cameras with me so people can see this great work I'm doing. And I decide to make a show so that people can see that because it's so fascinating the way the kids are changing and it's just, it's actually quite mind-boggling. And I want to be able to prove it and shout out loud. So I start making the show. I fundraise for it, and I don't have a venue. I go to a conference, and at that conference, a friend of mine, it's a neurofeedback conference, says, hey, we're doing um, some interviews for the Autism Channel. It's a new channel. And, you know, you should interview. I mean, you're a big force in autism. And I'm like, sure, I'd love to. And that's where our our guest of the day comes in. So I do this interview, we end up chatting a little bit, and just so you all know, my show's going to be on the Autism Channel, so it ends up with a a wonderful venue. Um, I'm loving this channel, I'm loving what they stand for, what their intention is, and I'm going to not speak for them, I'm going to let uh, Chris McGuinn speak for it. Chris McGuinn of the Autism Channel, hello! Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Did you mind all that blah, blah, blah before you came? <laughs> Not at all. Very informative. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I think Bob Proctor might mind it because I totally misquoted him, but hopefully he's not listening. All right. So, Chris, tell us about the Autism Channel. Oh, well, we started this project about two years ago, and uh, basically we were really into video production. We, we came into video production by starting off with United Way down here in West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, doing their VITA program commercials free of charge for them each year for about 13 years, which is their um, volunteer income tax assistance program that give, that basically allows anybody, any family making $50,000 or less to come in and get their taxes done. And we met uh, Scott Baddish, who was working there at the time, and we pretty much got into a really good friendship with him. And then after he left United Way and went into the Autism Society, we kind of lost contact there and... After that, what kind of got us into the autism side of it is 
my bosses, Ray Smithers and Jerry Trowbridge, ended up watching the Temple Grandin movie that was portrayed by Claire Danes. And after watching that, they both realized that they felt that they were, in one way or another, slightly autistic. And then they started doing some research into autism, and that kind of went one way into another, and then we got back in touch with Scott Badish, and they asked us to do their uh, monthly, or their once-a-year public service announcement for Autism Awareness Month. Okay, wait a minute. Before you continue, I would just be totally remiss if I don't make some kind of joke about the fact that they decided they were probably a little bit autistic because anybody who ever learns about autism at some point goes, hmm, I think maybe I've got that. (laughs) It's like a contagion in the world. We're all autistic and we're just discovering it. Anyways, I'm sorry, go on. Exactly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So basically it it came down to that is um, once once we started doing a little more research and like once especially we got into doing the public service announcements for them, for the Autism Society, the more we dove into the community, we just we just really latched on to the community and the people that were a part of the community, the families, the children, the adults with autism. And we decided at finally at one point that we wanted to make a TV show dedicated to the community called I Am Autistic, hosted by Daniel Heinlein. And we wanted to get that out to the network. So we uh, originally went for Oprah's network and a couple more after that, but they all came back to us and in one way or another we just couldn't agree on the terms. Either one of them wanted them to have their own producers fly down here and do it for us or produce it for us, or we couldn't come to terms with the director. So we just kind of said, no, we just dropped it on that. Then we got a little overly ambitious at the beginning by saying we just want to make our own channel because we feel one show just could not encapsulate everything that we want to get out to the public. And the more and more research we did on that, we realized just how separated the community was in terms of finding information all in one good place. Like you go to YouTube and you type in the word autism, you get all kinds of various videos, but nothing in any kind of uniform fashion. So that's what Yes, it's true. And, and by the way, again, I'm going to interrupt you because I want to say this is... No problem. You, ec- you said something that echoes inside of my soul because I did the same thing in creating this show. This is like the second time I created it. And every time I would take it out to shop it, I didn't feel comfortable with the way it was going to be produced and my yeah my heart is with this community and so it's very important to me that we don't just use families to sensationalize or get you know other people's version of nice isn't the same as mine so I just went forget it I'm just going to hold on to it so we're already in the same kind of thinking which is one of the reasons I'm so attracted to your um your morals, is that the word? Your ethics, your, your commitment to the cause. If we can't get it done the right way, we'll do it ourselves. Exactly. That's how we've all been forever, like whenever somebody comes back. And we just had the feeling that it was almost going to be into a, the more network side where they're going to try and do anything to pull in numbers. So they're either going to make it, like you said, sensationalize it or don't do anything that might be considered too sad or too unhappy because that's one thing we want to touch on. We want to touch on every single aspect from the success stories all the way down to almost the hard-to-watch ones, but families that are going through this want to experience that and see other families that are going through it and they don't feel like they're alone in this community. 
Oh, in every place on the spectrum. The media usually only shows you the people with savants or high-functioning autism. Exactly. That can look like, and I'm like, this is not autism, and, and so that's doing a great disservice to the poor family who's got this child that's just really, really hurting. And, and as a result, that's splashing everywhere, and they're just sitting there going, that doesn't represent us, and it's difficult. It is, and that's what I personally noticed when I was out at the ASA convention out in San Diego just this year, and we had so many families come to our booth, and, they, and to be honest, a few of them were skeptical at first. They thought we were just in it for the money, and they always asked how much we're going to charge, and by the way, it's going to be free of charge if you own any over-the-top box, like a Roku player, which we're streaming on right now, completely free of charge. We're hoping to get it supported by advertisers. We just need to get our subscribers up there and then start bringing them in to where we can just have these families go in and just download it and play it. No charge to them whatsoever. Yeah, that's really exciting to me. I mean, that was the reason that I wanted to do this show is to be able to teach worldwide and have it be free because it's usually really expensive to have me come in. So we definitely have a similar mission statement, and I think we're going to have a great partnership. I um, I want to break away just to remind everybody what the heck's going on. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. And today's a marvelous day. We're talking about living out loud in the media, being a part of the, the movement and being seen. And uh, the question of the day is cameras. Are they good for you? And my answer so far has been yes. Um, coming up, we're going to have OK, 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 the great guest giveaway with Autism Smiles. That'll be marvelous. And stick around to the very end because it's the best part, in my opinion. Stories from the road. At present, we're talking to Chris McGuinn of the Autism Channel. And Chris, I want to come out of the gate with a question. So um, cameras do change how you behave. I certainly notice that when I put cameras up just to make myself behave. And uh, I notice it when I take cameras into the home. If we have uh, a hidden camera, it's different than when we have a real camera that's following me around. Everyone's different. And then even I affect how people behave by coming in and being all smiley and, and full of answers. So. Every element that's added to the home is changing it, and cameras most of all. So since you plan on doing a lot of different stuff, how do you feel like that? Are you incorporating that knowledge? Have you grappled with that question? Is, you know, is it a brand new thought? What? Um, in terms of people on camera, like autistic people on camera themselves, and, and neurotypicals. I mean, as soon as you bring a camera, for example, when you interviewed me, I went, oh, yeah. camera's on, and I turned on. Now, right. I, I generally am a pretty bubbly, happy, you know, energi energized person, so the gap between regular behavior and on-camera behavior is maybe smaller, but I still went, oh, camera's on, click, yeah. right? And, <laughs> And have you thought about that? Like, that certainly, it's a challenge. How do we represent? Are you going to do a reality show other than mine? And how do you represent um, reality when you're using cameras? Actually, uh, we have already started to do that. We have a segment or basically a whole category that's uh, in the home, basically in the homes of families, and we send them out little mini HD cameras and there's no producer involvement in it. And these families have come to us basically saying that we would love to share our story with your channel. 
So we have a few families right now that are on our station, and uh, parents have actually been so surprised with uh, their children, and they just light up on the camera. And they see the camera rolling, and they start looking at it and playing with it and smiling and talking to it. And it almost seems like, for some reason, I don't know if we've just gotten lucky in that sense, but every child that we've ever had on camera just absolutely loves the idea. So it kind of makes, made us scratch our heads a little bit, like, huh, this almost brings them out of a shell in a way. They haven't done any breakthroughs on camera, but they just light up with it. You know what's interesting is I use that, Chris, because this is a talking show. I get to talk, too. No, I I actually use that technique when I'm working with children and I can't get them to do neurofeedback quick enough to get it done in the time frame I have. Mm -hmm. I take the film of them where maybe the sensor was on their head for two seconds and I loop it or I edit it to another two seconds and another two seconds so that when they watch themselves, they then see themselves successful and then they always do it. Interesting. Isn't it interesting? It's the opposite yeah, I mean, of what people yeah. believe. Uh-huh. And that's what we were, we were really surprised because that's what was one of our fears. I mean, we always said that we wanted to get these children or individuals with autism on the camera, in front of the camera, but when we first started this, we weren't sure how they were going to react, if they were going to be able to do it, and so far we've just been completely surprised by how well they've come to with being on camera. Meanwhile, you know, you did say that the parents were surprised about how great they're being, so maybe when the cameras aren't there, maybe maybe they're not so great. You never know. (laughs) Maybe cameras have to be in every home. Right, they do the hidden camera thing you were mentioning. (laughs) But, But seriously, I mean, why not use whatever works? If the kids turn on for the camera, I have this great shot, you'll see it in the first episode. And because the cameraman is very still and just holding the camera, he's, and he's white and she's black and it's Uganda, and, and so she gets fascinated by him. He's not asking anything of her. Um, it's that oh. inanimate, you know, calm thing. So she gets him to sit down, and then she starts kissing his cheek and licking his cheek, and really? fortunately there's oh, wow. another camera to catch the camera guy. <laughs> Yeah, right, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. But there was a definite curiosity about the equipment, and, uh, and I think you're going to get some really neat, really adorable bits and pieces. Oh, yeah, when I saw the video, your YouTube video of the Fix It In 5, of what you put together about four months ago, supposedly was the, the date stamp on it. I, I showed it to my executive producers, and they just fell in love with it. They thought this was an amazing thing that you were doing, especially being that it's worldwide. People can actually see how different families are coping with this all across the world. And that was one thing we've been wanting to find and grasp for the last, ever since we started actually, for about a year, we always thought we want a worldwide presence. We want to talk to people in France. We want to talk to people in Uganda. And when you came out, came to us and we started talking about it, we just all lit up. We're like, this is amazing. Yeah, I think it's going to be marvelous. So you've got some stuff already out there. I saw a little bit of what you're doing. You're starting already to make a bit of a stir. How do you feel? Do you feel trepidatious or do you feel confident that you're going to build a really strong position in the industry? Well, right now we feel extremely confident. Um, With the news articles that we've had written about us and and with those news articles, even the journalist had a friend who had a daughter who was on the autism spectrum and she disconnected with us after speaking to me and my executive producers. They realized that, that we knew what we were doing. We've done our research. We're just not in it to make a quick buck. 
that we're in it to really support the community and just have it grow and be completely agnostic in any of our views and just bring, if anybody has any ideas, feel free to contact us. We will definitely take anything into consideration just to get more information out there in, the, in one condensed place. So people just and, have and one place to And how would they contact you? How would um, they, they can contact us at uh, producers at theautismchannel.tv. Okay. Um, and would they put just producers or would they put your name? Or? Um, if it's producers, it just comes to all of us. So every one of us here will see it. One of us will pick it up, and we will get right back with them as soon as possible, which would be within 24 hours. We're really good about responding. Well, you're doing something else that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, you know, it's – for me, it's malpractice that we don't offer neurofeedback to kids that not only on the autism spectrum, but really when they have like seizure disorders or movement disorders or mood disorders, anxiety, uh, perseverations, all the different things and all the sub-disorders that go on within this whole brain disorder called autism. Um, it's such a powerful therapy, and it can be applied to anything going on in the brain to, at the very least, balance uh, some of the brainwave activity, which you know translates to all these amazing changes. And you guys are actually really representing our field right at the outset. And I just want to thank you for that because it's been a real uphill battle getting heard in the world. Um, and it's very sad when you've raised kids and gone through all that and know how hard it was and know you have a tool that you can say, goodness gracious, you don't have to be in this place. Right, and, right. And I've, 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 I've seen that personally when I'm doing um, actual in-office filming of, a, of a, a child and her parent, and that was my real big first taste of a weekly basis of neurofeedback. And I was, I mean, just based on what the mother was saying in my own visual scene of what's going on, I was seeing this child actually improve on a week-to-week basis. And she was only doing it, uh, it was maybe 10 or 15 second sessions for three weeks to start her off. And I was personally seeing changes in this child. And so was the doctor. I mean, they say this child for the first week, she wasn't picking up an object off of a table, say. She was only, she was pushing it with her hand. She couldn't grab an object. And by the third week, she was actually starting to pick up objects off the table. And, and in I, all I saw fairness, that and I was just amazed. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, Chris. And in all fairness, many, many, many therapies can say that exact thing you just said. But why I'm so excited about neurofeedback is because it always does it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always does it to the same degree, but you always impact the child and the family and make a difference. And that the other therapies can't say. So I'm really excited that you're um, giving our field a chance to live out loud. So yes. cameras, are they good for you? What's the answer, Chris? Absolutely. I think they're <laughs> a wonderful tool. <laughs> I agree. All right, this is the point of the show. We're almost done. This is the point of the show where I give you a chance without me interrupting, maybe, uh, to, <laughs> to say whatever it is you want to say or to share. If you can't think of what you want to say, I'll phrase it like this. Mm-hmm. This is the gift moment. This is the moment when you can hand something to all of the people listening. What is the gift you want to give? I just want to say have to be patient with us. We are a very small company, and, but we have huge ambitions, and we really plan to make a huge impact in the autism community here in the next couple months. Right now we are only streaming live on the Roku set-top boxes, which can be purchased at any electronic store, 
Best Buy, Radio Shack, Walmart, any one of them. But uh, by the beginning of January, we should be on Panasonic Blu-ray players and connected smart TVs. They all have their own app sections as well. And then shortly after that, we are starting to get in talks with uh, the game councils like Xbox, Wii, and PlayStation. So we'll hopefully be every month or so getting on to more and more connected devices to get our reach out there and to give families a much better opportunity to view us. And hopefully we can help families out. Wow. We're excited. I'm excited to be a part of it, and hopefully we can grow this thing nice and big together. And it doesn't have to be streamed live anyways. They can watch it at their leisure at any old time as long as you've got it available to them. Yes, we're going to have a complete back catalog of it. We're not going to take off any shows. We just want to build an entire library so people can go all the way back to the beginning and follow along until the present. Yeah, so if you can't sleep because your child won't sleep at 3 a.m., you have something to do. All right. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Chris. I appreciate it. Oh, thank it. you so much, Lynette. All right. That was Chris McGuinn from the Autism Channel. you got to watch for it, look for it, check it out. I'm real excited that I'm going to be a part of things with them, and hopefully we can grow ourselves to be a big, amazing force in the world, meaning our community of wonderful, quirky ASD folks. Okay, 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 okay. It is time for the Great Guest Giveaway. And today, because we are talking about living out loud, that's what we're talking about. Um, Today we're going to have a wonderful company come on board and talk to us for a few minutes and offer a giveaway. And to do that, I'm going to be talking to the founder of Autism Smiles. Isn't that a beautiful name? Let's say it again. Autism smiles. And you know what? Autism often does smile. Most of the kids that I have raised that have autism and that I work with that have autism, if you join them and and enjoy them, they smile. If you don't, they scream and have a meltdown. So it's a good idea to focus on when autism smiles. This is Jasper Steed, the founder of Autism Smiles. Hey, Jasper, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. So let's talk about your company. Autism Smiles, what's your mission statement? What do you want to do for the world? Um, Autism Smiles' mission statement is uh, where we put children first with autism. Um, The reason why we chose this statement was because we wanted to kind of make sure that, you know, kids with autism, you know, got an education that they deserved. And we also wanted to make sure they had a voice. Um, And one of the big things is, is communication is a big thing in this world. And... If you can't use communication by your mouth, at least you can use it by technology. And if you can't use it by technology, then, you know, at least you can use it by behavioral actions. Exactly. And very often people don't realize that a child is communicating when they do something like, for example, position. Um, I had a little boy I, I played with, and I played a particular game with him, and it had begun in this one spot in the house. So every time he wanted me to play that game, he'd walk over to the spot where it had begun and stand there and look at me like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) So that's communication, isn't it? Yes, uh, and that's a strong strong way of communication because if you can't verbally put it out, then you can at least act it out or you can, you know, point at something that you really do need or really that you want. Um, you know, I feel that a lot of the times, you know, during the holidays and stuff, there's a lot of families that probably wish their kids could ask for things for Christmas, and a lot of the kids can't ask for things for Christmas, 
So what we've also done is the reason why we've you know, done Facebook the way we've done it as well is because the kids can log on Facebook and you know, the families can do the same and they can look at the item visually instead of having to go to a store and looking at the item that way. Um, you know, they can look at the item, see what it is, and then they can point at that, you know, if the family asks, you know, is that what you want for Christmas? You know, so th this is just a different platform and a different way of, uh, you know, starting up, you know, to make a big difference, you know, without making a hassle to go to stores. A lot of families just can't make it to the stores because, you know, they have more than one kid. One has special needs. The others are kind of just regular typicals that, you know, that act out. And, you know, they really don't need to be in the stores if, you know, they're going to act out throughout the whole thing. So a lot of times we help the families by going and doing Christmas holiday shopping and things like that. And, you know, by the way, if you want to get on that kind of list, you can. Um, you just have to call us at 540-975-1916. So, so you're saying that you'll actually shop for people? Um, yes, we do holiday shopping. Um, That's we awesome. go out on Black Friday and things like that, and we bought some things out for families. Uh, one of the family's um, kids uh, with autism wanted a flat screen TV in their bedroom, and they, you know, so we wanted to think about, you know, what kind of TVs would be perfect, so we looked at a small TV, but didn't seem to understand that it actually had a battery backup power button on it. So when the power went out, the kid was still able to watch, you know, the DVD that was on a battery, you know, with the DVD portable player. Wow. I just, I'm still busy thinking about how great it is that you'll actually go out and shop for people. I'm going to get you to shop for me. I hate shopping. This is great. <laughs> That's shopping. a great service. <laughs> I'm well, we so have, serious. Uh, so for Christmas, you have a focus, right? We have uh, two programs. Uh, one is, like I said, the one where we go and we go help, you know, families, you know, try to get what they need. Um, we also are focusing on with another group by called One by One, the Christmas uh, program. And then we also are focusing on our own Christmas program. See, last year we helped 17 kids by providing Christmas. This year doesn't look so well because we're not selling a lot as we want to, so we can offer Christmas gifts. And shipping is costing us an arm and a leg. So anybody out there that wants to... Uh, Donate, you know, any kind of funds for shipping or funds for merchandise to help us be able to cover shipping costs and things like that. You know, we really appreciate the help, and, you know, we want to try to keep making this a wonderful Christmas opportunity for families. And we've also got another program. It's actually um, it's called the Autism, uh, to Give the Children with Autism a Voice. Um, the, this program is we would like to raise as much money as possible to be able to provide a brand new FunTab Pro tablet to each individual on the autism spectrum that are in need of a communication technology device. And this is actually a really cool tablet. It's a, it's a parent mode tablet, so if anything, like if the kids need, uh, you know, some reinforcers, you can use some reinforcers by going in there and programming and adding certain apps, uh, you know, to change up their interests instead of keeping them on a repetitive same game that they want to play every day, like Angry Birds or... Right, uh, right, know, right, right. That doesn't really help the mind. <laughs> like that. So it, 
Yeah, Angry Birds really doesn't help the mind. Um, but, you know, Angry Birds is, you know, Angry Birds is just the way it is. It, it's, <laughs> it's gotten the popularity by the way it's done. But, you know, but be, being the uh, creator of Angry Birds, Brio, it's very, um, um, it's very nice to see that kids like the game. And we hope as a company to be able to get enough investors to pull in and to open up a gaming industry um, and a filming industry and to offer um, ways to make special needs applications and special needs video games other than yeah, every person on the market. Yeah, so this is, you've got a lot of uh, big goals and, and beautiful small goals. It's, it's really awesome. So I have two last questions. We're almost out of time already. And uh, by the way, I think this is this whole thing with the shopping, I'm still going, he'll shop for us. Ladies, he'll shop for you. Okay, so <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> so today is, today's theme of the show is Living Out Loud. And we've been talking already to uh, the Autism Channel, which is a new Internet channel, and talking on the theme of getting attention, being in the public eye, worrying about ending up on YouTube, different things like that. So I have to throw that something that matches the theme of the day at you. So I'm going to ask you, um, you're running a company, you're trying to get information out there, you're on Facebook, you have a website, you, you know, you're trying to uh, make a difference in the world, and it's, it's a charity kind of company. And do you get negative attention, positive attention? How are you embraced by the fact that you have to live out loud out in the public eye? Um. You know, to, to be on the side of saying this, yeah, we do get some negative attention. Kind of, you know, fed up with the people thinking that, you know, autism is a disease and it's not. You know, it's, it's just something these kids are going to live with and I don't think it's ever going to change. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the way it is or it's going to get worse. I mean, it's either, either way. But, you know, if people need help or they need any kind of, you know, services with autism, they can always, you know, go by AutismSmilesLLC.org or AutismSmilesLLC.webs.com or they can, you know, check out our films at ASAFilmPictures.webs.com. Um, they can also call us if they need any help at 540-975-1916 or 1917. Um, they can also, you know, send us an email at AutismSmilesLLC at gmail.com if they have any kind of questions, any kind of help they're needing. So you really yeah. do live out loud with your, your company and your intention. You've got films. You've got all kinds of contact. And I just want one story. So when you, say, made a film, for example, or a small YouTube thing or something, um, tell me one beautiful thing that happened. Somebody emailed you or somebody called. It's, it's a, you know, it's a holiday season. Let's be beautiful. What was one beautiful thing that happened? Um, I think one uh, beautiful thing that has happened, you know, for the holiday is to know that there are people out there that are out there, you know, that are just being surprisable giving people. I mean, you know, giving brand new merchandise away that's high price. I mean, you're talking laptops, you're talking iPads, you're talking, you know, tablets, you're, you're talking about filling up a Walmart registry. And when I say a Walmart registry or a Target registry, I mean, this is wish list for kids. I mean, they, they, they fill, I mean, they're filling up these kids' dreams, and they're also making sure that, you know, that these kids have Santa Claus at their home, you know, and 20-some presents. 
you know, I've never seen this, you know, in my lifetime, you know, because every time my, uh, you know, my mother was trying to get Christmas for me, if she was down in this kind of luck, you know, nobody wanted to look at it. And now people are, you know, they're, they're in the giving season. And, I mean, I know some people, um, like, I want to, you know, I want to make a shout-out to Fun and Function. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm so shocked with, you know, with them thinking about giving $100 gift certificates to provide sensory equipment to each individual family that's on the spectrum, you know, yeah. for Christmas that don't even have money to buy Christmas. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very I mean, awesome. We hope that our fundraising for the giving the children with autism a voice and the Autism Gifts program that people start to give and start to think, you know, I got a few dollars here and there, you know, I can go buy a toy for a dollar. I mean, what does it matter to a little kid that doesn't even speak? I mean, a two-year-old. I mean, go to the Dollar Tree, go buy a plastic car, buy something, exactly. you know, and, exactly. and, and if you want to, ship it to them or ship it to us. Give us shipping money to ship it out to them if you can't ship it out. You know, just kind of make any kind of donation, gift cards, anything. I mean, if you can only give a $5 gift card, a $5 gift card means a lot to these kids. All right. Speaking of giving away, <laughs> it's your turn. So we, we want everybody to give away for the holiday season, and, and I, your pitch I don't need to repeat because you were right. Give it to, to Autism Smiles if you can't give it yourself, if you don't know somebody, or if you need, you know, just give them some shipping money so they can give some other things. Whatever, get involved. Be generous. This is the time to open up your heart and your spirit and be generous. All it's right, your turn. It's your, your turn, Jasper. How, what are you going to give away to my folks that are listening? Here's the giveaway on my side. The giveaway is, is if you help support autism, you help support the Autism Gifts Program, or you help give money for the tablet my giveaway to every one of the people that helps support it is a shirt with our logo, a hat with our logo, and three bracelets saying autism is not a disease, and the other one saying communication is not failure, and one more bracelet that says my kid has autism, please don't ask why. Oh, my gosh, this is great. That's the best giveaway ever. You gave so generously, and you hooked it on to something so that you made sure other people benefit at the same time. Jasper, that's brilliant. Thank you for being on, and I hope you get a response from this. I hope everybody listens. We Come also, on, guys. Warm we, we hearts, also people. want to congrats many people right now you know, for getting special gifts and things that they have already gotten. And by us doing this, and we also want to shout out this Facebook profile so everybody will go to this fan page and say, I'll spend $50, I'll help support you, because we have a major reward for every person who spends $50 or more. They can qualify for a dollar bargain. Dollar oh, bargain can awesome. buy an iPad. A dollar bargain could buy a laptop. A dollar bargain could buy a new pair of slippers or a $75 pair of Uggs boots. Oh, wow. Wow, you're Please come out and spend $50. Please help right. support autism right. by coming to facebook.com forward slash autism12. We really appreciate you from the Autism Smile Store, and we appreciate everything that people do for us. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jasper.
Autism Smiles. Fantastic. I'm so excited for you all to be able to get such a large giveaway <laughs> by giving away something yourselves. I think he's brilliant. All right. It is time for Stories from the Road. Living Out Loud. Okay, if you remember how we began the show, I was talking about how we should be living in a way where we would be perfectly happy to be caught on YouTube. In fact, we would be so nice, they wouldn't be interested in putting us on YouTube. Actually, someday nice is going to be what gets you there. Um, I mentioned that at the outset to share my mindset, but also because yesterday, not even long ago, yesterday I was with a client and... um, there has been some suspicion around one of the people working with this particular client, and so a nanny cam was installed uh, secretly. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I guess, um, the camera did its job, and we discovered that this lovely, beautiful child who is just coming into his manhood and trying to figure out what to do with himself and how to behave and just learning not to, you know, act out on other people sexually and aggressively and is just doing really well. He's started having more and more stress around the visit of this particular person and so the suspicions kept growing and different things that he said that made you wonder, but because he said them in a quirky, autistic-type way, you're not really sure. And um, So I went to see him yesterday, and they had just looked at the film that uh, the nanny cam had caught, and there was an awful lot of uh, controlling, making him sit in one spot and make, you know, throwing things at him and giving him a shove and setting him up to be cold, standing undressed in, you know, the windows open with a draft going across and just, just nasty, controlling, unnecessary behavior by the person who was supposed to be teaching him. And uh, I'm not going to get into the, you know, the deviousness of it or the fact that it was so completely contradictory to the face that we were shown. But, um, you know, and some of, it, some of it had sexual connotations, and here's this poor boy trying to learn how to behave in the world. And if nobody would have caught this young man who was working with him, of course, the one who would take the blame for his behavior that would, you know, what's the saying? Shit rolls downhill. <laughs> Everything rolls downhill. And when you treat someone like this, it comes out in their behavior. But unfortunately, when you're autistic, it comes out weird. You can't explain it to other people. And so now you're acting out. You're not sleeping at night. You're keeping everyone away. You're awake. You're Uh, masturbating in inappropriate ways in inappropriate places. You're hitting people, and everyone thinks it's your fault because you're autistic. Sometimes it's the fault of the people who are teaching you. Darlings, cameras, are they good for you? Yep, they're good for you. Put them places. I do not believe in worrying about the behaviors of others. I believe in trusting, embracing, and loving putting cameras everywhere just in case. That way you don't have to worry because you know. So please think about it. Um, Take it to heart. I didn't get into details on this story. I was a bit vague because I think that's fair and kind. 
that's the only reason. Um, I love you all out there. Thank you for listening. Christmas is around the corner. Hanukkah is around the corner. We're going to have a wonderful holiday season. We've got one more show before then. Meanwhile, I'm Lynette Louise. This is A New Spin on Autism, Answers. And I'm your story teacher host. Thank you for listening to me. Because without you, I'd just be talking to myself. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of A New Spin on Autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear you.